You're listening to Lane Powell Live, www.lanepowell.com. It wouldn't be a legal presentation if we didn't include a disclaimer. We want to note that the information provided in this podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. All information, content, and materials available today are for general informational purposes only. Legislation and regulations are always subject to change, so we recommend that you always check with your legal counsel to ensure that any advice you receive is current. You'll find our full disclaimer at our website, lanepowell.com. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome back to another episode of Lane Powell Live, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Riley Moyer, associate here at Lane Powell on the Labor, Employment, and Benefits team. Companies who hire internationally should really get to know our immigration team chair, Dustin O'Quinn. He's been on the front lines dealing with some tumultuous, sometimes chaotic changes to immigration rules that have been affecting the business community for the past few years. In today's episode, Dustin will be discussing the subject of flexibility for employers who seek ways to verify Form I-9 documents remotely instead of physically. Please note that this content was originally aired in the Fall 2020 Best Practices for Best Employers Labor and Employment webinar series. I'm going to let Dustin take it from here. Let's listen in to see what he has to say about I-9 flexibility. Hi, everyone. Thanks for attending this morning. Now I do want to go into, as I mentioned, a deep dive on on just a few topics that I I get a lot of questions on and that I hope you all find interesting. We're going to talk first about the Form I-9 flexibility that you just saw was extended, you know, 30 days at a time all year. And even though the current extension is set to expire on December 31st, we do expect to probably in the last week of the year, get another 30 or day, a 30 or 60 day extension. One of the main things about Form I-9 and, and onboarding employees is that every single US employer must inspect the work authorization documents of every single US employee. That's why I say that everyone really has an immigration issue because even if you're a small company that only hires US workers, you still must inspect their immigration document. And that document might be their passport because they're a citizen, but you have to inspect it. And usually you have to inspect that document physically. Like you have to be in the same room with the new employee and they have to physically hand you that document. You must be able to look at it and touch it and see if it's real. The government says they don't expect you to be document experts, but you were required to look at those documents physically. But as of March 20th of this year, USCIS, US Citizenship and Immigration Services, who is in charge of the Form I-9, said that you can inspect the documents by fax, by email, or video conference. That means that you can have the employee fax the documents to you and you can just look at that scanned copy. They can email the documents to you and you can look at that scanned copy that way. Or you can have a FaceTime call or a Zoom call where they can hold the document up. You can look at the dates, record the information on section two of I-9 and you have inspected the document. That seems like a pretty nice thing to deal with when it's March of 2020 and we're dealing with trying to onboard new employees and lots of people are working remotely. 
However, we had a few curveballs thrown our way and there are a few requirements that we have to uh, deal with. And physical inspection is eventually required if you're able to do the uh, remote inspection. The government says that once normal operations resume, meaning once most of your workforce returns to the office, physical, physical inspection is required. You must physically inspect those documents within three business days. Now remember, that's the normal rule. You always have to inspect documents within three days of an employee starting. That's still the case remotely. If an employee starts on Monday, then you must inspect the documents and complete section two of the I-9 by Thursday, based on the way the government counts business days. Now, even if you hire or onboard an employee remotely, within three days of them returning back to the office, you must have them re-I-9, uh, you must recomplete the I-9 and have them uh, show you the documents again. And that kind of scared us because we know there's a lot of employment discrimination considerations with the I-9. The government forces you to meet all of these rules that are often unclear. And yet one of the main rules with an I-9 for a lot of people is never ever ask them to bring you documents again. In this case, you must physically inspect. They want you to enter COVID-19 in the additional information section of, of section two when you complete the remote form. And then they want you to enter documents physically examined when you physically examine the documents after you've returned to work. Now you may ask yourself, well, if I never entered COVID-19 in the first place, how would they know that I did the remote inspection? My answer is they wouldn't know, but remember that in the case of a form I-9 audit, this is when the government really likes to penalize employers. You are making attestations that you did everything the exact way. Form I-9 audits are mostly seen as a way for the government to fund themselves, so they like to hit you with fines. So even though the instructions for this process of entering COVID-19 and then physically examining there, it's a lot of extra work. And frankly, it's kind of a clunky process. I do recommend that you follow the government's rules. Although remember what Jesse said, that's not legal advice. Um, a few more caveats, a few more curveballs. You must provide your employee with the written documentation of your remote work policy if you're going to remote I-9 the employee. That just may not be intuitive, particularly back in March when everything was so new. I recommend if you haven't reviewed your remote work policy or if you haven't created a remote work policy yet, it's probably time to do that. I think a lot of us are gonna be working remotely for a while. So I would say, look at your remote work policy or look at your entire handbook because the government says there are no exceptions to any of these remote work rules. Another one of those, I think not so intuitive rules is that your entire workforce must be working remotely. They specifically say, even if one person is physically at a location, then you're not allowed to remotely inspect anyone. No exceptions. That, that sentence is written there, no exceptions. And then they give us some exceptions. This is the way Department of Homeland Security works. And I don't know, but the, inception, the exceptions are on a case-by-case -case basis. And I think that this is a, something that we can work with. If you have one person uh, at a work location, but you have an employee who is onboarded specifically because of COVID considerations, they're working remotely, 
then the government will make a case-by-case -case, uh, decision on whether or not you properly complied with the I-9 rules. So you might ask, well, if I've got a handful of people working remotely, um, but I've also got a handful of people working in the office location, does that mean that I can't generally have this remote uh, work policy? That does. That means that you cannot uh, benefit from this specific remote inspection of I-9 policy. But there was a policy already in place for remote workers. It was unclear and it was unwritten, but over time and, and through a lot of just figuring things out, um, employers like yourself and immigration lawyers figured out how to inspect remote workers. And you can do that through authorized representatives. Uh, and there was a change there as well. Previously, Department of Homeland Security provided examples about what and who an authorized representative could be. And though the, the list of examples wasn't finite, it was very clear that they wanted someone like a notary public or a bonded consultant. However, when the new form I-9 was published this January, before these COVID constrictions happened, they did clarify some authorized representative information for remote workers not anticipating that they would have this remote inspection policy. And one of those clarifications is anyone can be an authorized representative, anyone at all. What that means is, is if you have someone who is working remotely, but you can't remotely inspect their I-9s because you have someone on site at a work location, then you could have that remote worker's family member be an authorized representative of your company in order to inspect their family members, your employees, I-9 documents. The government says that this is okay. They also spend a lot of time and a lot of words reminding you that you, the company, are still responsible for any errors made or any misrepresentations made. And you might think, well, I, you know, I trust this person. They're probably not giving me a fake passport or a fake employment authorization document, but uh, remember that the Form I-9 audit is how the government makes their money. They like to find employers. And most of those fines come from simple mistakes on the Form I-9. So that's something to consider. Dustin did a great job clarifying the topics of I-9 forms and the changes to working environments. Having that flexibility will be great for companies with international employees. That wraps up this episode of Lane Powell Live. We hope you found this information and guidance helpful with your immigration needs. If you have questions, please feel free to contact us or your existing Lane Powell attorney. Make sure to check us out on social media and subscribe to our mailing list to receive the latest legal updates and event invitations. We'll see you next time. The lawyers of Lane Powell serve as trusted counsel, advocates, and advisors to clients who rely on us to resolve complex business litigation, and regulatory challenges. We invite you to subscribe to periodic legal updates relevant to your business, written and published by lawyers from Lane Powell. To sign up, visit lanepowell.com forward slash subscribe and choose any topics that are relevant to your industry or business. Thank you for joining our discussion today. 